Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Blue Surge Podcast. It is Mike alongside Joe. It is Thursday, July 30th. We are recording a little later in the week. We wanted to see if we could get a couple more news stories to drop, and we got just that. But before we go into our awesome show today, Joe, how are you doing today, man? A uh, little tired. Like I said, it's a Thursday evening. I did work today, so uh, a little bit tired, but ready for it because I just had Arby's. There you go. That's that's the way to do it. That's the way to get yourself ready for a podcast. Eat Arby's. That's my pregame ritual. Arby's is one of my guilty pleasures. Arby's is not at the top of a lot of people's fast food lists, but underrated. The curly fries, right? Yeah, exactly. And I don't get root beer very often, but I get root beer when I go there. Yeah, it's a special little treat. Speaking of special little treats, we have a couple nice little news stories to get into today. This is another one of those episodes where instead of a lot of card reveals, it's a lot of like product content coming out because the fall the fall is kind of like the nicest way for me to put it on this podcast appropriately is it's just just a giant like cluster of stuff and it's just kind of there but there's a ton of it although we're not going to be playing games in the fall I'm telling you right now as the months go forward we will have plenty of stuff to do concerning Pokemon especially if you're someone that plays physically. Granted, that's a little limited right now. There's a lot of stuff that we're going to have out, and we're going to talk about each thing, each new set that's been revealed. And then Joe has a deck for us that recently performed well in Japan, and we're going to have a discussion about whether or not it could potentially become the anti-meta deck of our format and future format. First, though, we're going to go with the products. As of the beginning of the week, we did find out that we have a set coming in November called Vivid Voltage. Vivid Voltage is a set we sort of knew about a couple months ago, and we still don't have a lot of information on it. However, we do know that it is going to be themed about the gigantic Pikachu VMAX. The question is, is it going to be decent? Because I feel like every time we get a Pikachu EX or a Pikachu V, it's in a promo box, and it's usually like, hey, kids, buy this Pikachu. But now you have a set where the mascot is Pikachu. Do you think this is going to be a decent card? Um, I I hope so. The last time Pikachu was like a face of a set was Pikaram. Right, and that's hardly even Pikachu, right? I mean... It's all Ram and no Pika. Right. It, it, now, Pikachu VMAX in the game focuses on paralysis. So, just kind of like Toxitricity has a gimmick with paralysis and poison, I imagine Pikachu is going to be messing around with some paralysis. Paralysis is not my favorite because potentially it can be super strong. Right, unless they make it a coin flip, which makes it bad, maybe. Do you think we already got a glimpse into Pikachu V Max with the Max Battle Max Battle cards? Nah, I I thought about that for a second, but they're too they're too vanilla. You know what I mean? Like there wasn't anything that like it, it has to be paralysis, right? It has to be. Yeah, but there's been a lot of times where Pikachu will have those like ridiculous energy cost things, and then like say do a bunch of damage to yourself too yeah well well pikachu learns a signature move volt tackle so that's kind of always been an attack that shows up in the card game that does that sort of thing where it damages itself like a recoil is there a recoil attack i i the don't quote me on that right now i don't remember but my guess is that we will be seeing a pikachu that does paralysis 
and it either lands on one side of the spectrum. It either is iffy because it relies on a coin flip. I guess there's three spots. It could land in the middle like Raichu Raichu Tag Team where there's a condition, but the condition's easy to meet. Or it could just be it paralyzes, which sometimes can be pretty oppressive depending on what the card reads. So I don't know. I assume, again, in the next couple of weeks, we'll see this Pikachu VMAX. It's probably not going to be very high in HP. I would actually be shocked if it's 300 or higher. I bet the VMAX is less than 300 because it is a Pikachu, but we'll just have to see. This set will be our, again, I said November set. It's going to come out on November 13th. So between now and November 13th, we have Darkness Ablaze. We have a holiday set that we're going to get into. And we have this set coming out. So we're going to have a ton of product before the actual holiday season hits us. With Vivid Voltage, we are also getting a brand new product called Elite Trainer Box Plus. Now, I don't really know why we're getting this. It's awesome. It's cool. But I don't know why we're getting it. It's an Elite Trainer Box, but you get double the packs. You get some promo cards, some multiple promo cards. And enough materials for two people to play. And I don't know if they're going to transition to this. I don't know if it's going to be the new way that Elite Trainer Boxes are going to be presented to us, but it's made for two players. Joe, do you think this is a better way to do the Elite Trainer Box? Or I don't really know, because it might be way more expensive. And if you remove the Elite Trainer Box, a lot of people enjoyed that over a booster box. Uh, I don't think it'll be good for... I don't think it's a good thing unless for some reason you get like the staples in that set. Mm-hmm. So for example, we had rebel clash. It, it'd be nice if like that had like two bosses orders inside of it, then that's a possibility. Mm-hmm. Um, unless previous promos that are needed to like maybe a crowbat V would be nice to get somewhere in a promo. Yeah. So I if, guess they, it... if they offer something like that in terms of like some staples, then it'd be totally worth it. Um, but if they're not going to order our staples and you got to still roll the dice, uh, I'm not a fan of this Elite Trainer Box Plus for now. Yeah, because, I mean, why do you buy an ETB? You buy an ETB because it has theoretically pretty decent pull rates. It has a, a moderate amount of packs. You get sleeves. But a lot of the stuff kind of goes to waste after you become a consistent player of the of the TCG. This is going to cost around like 80 bucks. And that's a ton. And I, I think they're also, I'm reading here, they actually are going to be, give, be giving us an ETB. So you're now going to have three different areas to buy cards from. That being said, if you're going to be spending $80 just to get 16 packs and some promos at that point... So you might as well just go get the booster box, right? Spend an extra 20, 25 bucks and get over double. I, I guess it all depends on what comes in the, the, the plus box. The promos, right? Yeah, it depends on the promos. If we see a promo that's really valuable, then yeah. Like if it was, like you said, a Crobat, then people would be lapping it up like crazy. But we'll keep an eye on it and see. But that's kind of that with Vivid Voltage. Again, it's a set that we know is coming. We don't know any cars necessarily. We could guess if we wanted to, but we're just going to kind of wait until we actually get that presented to us. Yeah, but they're pushing a lot of... They keep on making different kinds of products, which is interesting to me. Um, because you'd think people wouldn't be buying as much stuff right now. But I had, I had this interesting conversation actually last night with a friend of mine. Um, 
we haven't talked in a while, and he's, he's expecting a, a baby in about two months. I'm a photographer, so he's asking if I do maternity photos. Mm-hmm. He's like, he, he said, right before COVID, or right when COVID hit, he actually was at Target, Kevin, some stuff, and looked at some magic cards and actually bought a booster box and got a commander deck. And he's actually been like playing with his brothers mm-hmm. and his brother-in-law. So it, it's actually, maybe it's not a bad idea for card games to really come back and have these increased products. Cause it's actually been pulling some people back, which is an interesting. If you have the family around you and friends, why not? Right. This is a perfect time to do it. Yeah. It really is. It, it could be the perfect time for it, so maybe you're right. It's like for the longest time, we're trying to figure out why they keep coming up with these products, but now it kind of makes sense from a different perspective. Someone has to be buying them. Yeah. Right. Someone has to be for them to keep making it. So hey, if it's working, it's working. I mean, we can't complain about lack of product, right? It's good to have it than to not have it. So I'm cool with it. I just feel bad for the collectors. Yeah, they'll they'll survive. They spend that money anyway. <laughs> In Japan. We got a a set revealed to all of us. It's more of like a trademark. We don't know much about it yet, but this is going to be one of their specialty sets. Sort of like Tag All-Stars and that ultra shiny set that became Hidden Fates. There was another set called Shiny Star V. These names are not very clever. Granted, it's a translation. This is going to be one of the smaller sets. It's probably going to have shiny reprints. It's going to be basically like Hidden Fates from my understanding. However, another thing that also got trademarked is a Venusaur and Blastoise VMAX. There are going to be these starter set decks that have Blastoise and Venusaur VMAX, and that part is something I'm interested in. So it's a really short collection of news here, but we will be hearing about Venusaur and Blastoise VMAX very very soon. I don't know when necessarily. I don't really care to hear about the Shiny Star V set because we'll get that much later on, and it'll be reprint, so it's they, they've been doing that a lot lately. I'm just excited for VMAX, Venusaur, and Blastoise. Yeah, because I've been... So, so when we're doing this whole commander format thing that we've been trying out, I've been trying to find a good leader for the grass. I would love to have Venusaur V as a starter. Because um, it does was it, 80 damage for 3 energy and puts the opponent's active open sleep and poison and that's 4 energy for 220. Yeah, it could be really cool. And if we find a way to incorporate VMAXs, who knows what the cap is on it. Yeah. There's some really cool stuff we could do. So I, I think Phoenix V as good as it is. I really hope the VMAX is just as good, if not better. Right, I agree with that. And on top of that, Joe, here's the more important news, because one other, one other product got trademarked. On December 25th, Japan will be receiving a box that features Shiny Crobat V. <gasps> So, not only, hopefully, is Eternatus going to be getting a box to lower the price, Crobat V could be potentially getting a box very early on in its life cycle. That part's pretty awesome. I'm so glad that Pokemon is making things more so accessible. Because that's, that's the one about like, a lot of other card games. And I don't know who the discussion with them. I've been with you and some other people. But like, some of the most expensive card games are like Magic and Yu-Gi-Oh!, Mm-hmm. Yu-Gi-Oh's got no form, it just keeps on banning things left and right, but it's got 20 years of cards. Magic's got so many years of cards, the Commander's a big format, but I look at the cases at back in the store, and I'm just looking at cards that are 75 bucks a piece sometimes. I'm like, why? So 
I'm 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 glad they're making these important staple cards accessible and easy to get. It's awesome. It it, it just it makes everything a lot less stressful, right? If you open a box, kind of like how we felt with bosses' orders. If you open a box and didn't pull bosses, you were really worried. And eventually, we found out that it showed up in the trainer kit, which lowered the price of the card significantly. Now with Crobat V, we know that maybe not soon, but eventually the card price will drop. And this only matters, especially if it's a while away, because they're not even getting it till December. So who knows when we could be getting it. Because of the limited time we have to actually play the game physically, what it means is by the time we can play the game in person, which is hopefully sooner than later, Crobat V will not be some dumb expensive card. So if you're looking into Darkness of Blaze pre-releases that are happening this weekend, if you're doing some virtual ones or ones with friends, and if you don't get your hands on a Crobat V in a couple weeks, if you don't get your hands on a Crobat V, don't stress about it. I don't know when we'll be getting this. Maybe it's a year from now. Maybe this is irrelevant. But the fact that we could be getting a shiny Crobat V in the future does mean something for the competitive players out there. On to our next set of news. We have more product. We have this set called Champion's Path. Champion's Path is going to be our special holiday set and is, again, the last part of news for us. Champion's Path is going to be kind of that shorter set that we always get around that early fall time. It's going to have 70 cards, including 15 Pokemon V, 3 Pokemon V Max, 1 Full Art Supporter, which I don't know why that's super relevant, 19 Trainers, and a Special Energy. We know that a lot of these cards are stemming from those theme decks we saw a while back. We know Gardevoir VMAX, Alcremi VMAX, and Dreadnought VMAX are going to be the three VMAXs. Those are cards that have been revealed in previous episodes. We thought we were getting them in Darkness Ablaze. We're not, but we do know, however, that we're going to be getting them here. I'm sure we're going to be getting the Venusaur, Incineroar, those Duraludon. We had all those theme decks in Japan that had Vs that we haven't gotten yet. I imagine those are going to be the cards we're getting for the most part. So we're not getting Togekiss, right? I think I think Togekiss is probably going to be the November set. Now, yeah, looking at this, we're probably not getting Togekiss till November, which is the real bummer. So we're probably going to have to wait for that. That's like that's like the card I want. That's the card I want. This hits me right in the gut to know I won't be getting that till November. But we have a pretty good idea of what we're going to be expecting here. It says the Pokemon press release talking about this reveal discusses Venusaur V, Lucario V, Incineroar, Duraludon. So all of those Vs will be there, including an alternative art reprint of Eldegoss. I don't know why that's tossed in there. I guess we'll see. I think they need an alternate art reprint of Crobat V. That's pretty, that's pretty, yeah, a month after. I'm going to be looking at Gardevoir VMAX. That's a card that I really want to play. Some people have expressed interest in Alcremi VMAX. So I think this set will be better than, let's say, a Dragon's Majesty, but I don't know if it's going to be better than a set like Shining Legends that features Zoroark GX. How are you feeling about this set? Just a 70-card set with the VMAXs that we know of, with the Vs that we know of. Obviously, you'll be getting your Venusaur V. Yeah, that's the like bright side for me, but... And the flip side, I was, I'm actually never a really big fan of these smaller sets because they don't really have anything, in my opinion, that's worthwhile. Like, you, you, now you have your card award VMAX and things like that, so it's a little different. But generally speaking, they don't really have 
in my opinion, anything to really go crazy for. Well, so usually these sets have like one or two things, and that's what's kind of weird about them. Pokemon does a really good job of making sure that these sets are wanted to some degree because you go back, and I guess Hidden Fates is kind of the blip on the radar, but they had the shiny collection. You had Zorak GX and Marshadow in Shining Legends, just to name a few cards. And then even in Dragon's Majesty, you had a lot of that fire support, right? Yeah. It's always helped some archetype significantly, so I'm curious to see what happens here. The cool part, though, has nothing to do with the cards. And I know a lot of our friends would like this, and I even think it's pretty cool. So the way they're releasing these cards, from my understanding, is through these pin collections, where you get three packs, a promo, and a pin. They're going to be releasing a premium collection for each badge in Sword and Shield. So as the collections come out, you're receiving the gym badges in assumably the order that you would take them down in Sword and Shield. So I think that's pretty cool that you can get this gym, this gym badge collection of pins. And they look really good. So again, assumably you'll be able to get all eight, including the trainers that aren't in Sword or that aren't in Shield, you'll be able to collect all those gym badges. And we know a lot of people that like pins. Joe, are you much of a pin guy? Um, I was at first when I got into the game, but I got to the point where all stuff in my backpack would shift around and my pins would pop off anyways, so I stopped wearing them. Yeah, I, I can't say I'm a huge pin guy, but I will say that it's a pretty cool set of collections. So Oh, they're really cool pins. If I was collecting pins again, the, the problem I had, like, where I would put my pins on is that front pocket, but I kept my sleeves in there. So every time I put my hand in there and the backing came off, I just scraped my hand several times. So I just got rid of my pins. Yeah, I don't want that either. So again, if you're a pin person, this set's going to be awesome. If you're not, I th- I still think this set's going to be decent. I still think it is. And we got two new cards in this too that we can talk about. The first one up is a Machamp. It's going to be a promo Machamp that's going to come out in a pin collection that splits up the ghost and fighting gems that were split up between sword and shield. In this collection, you get both gem pins. You get a Gengar that we've already seen before. And then a Machamp that's a stage two. It has two attacks, Macho Revenge, one fighting in the colorless, 20 damage times the amount of fighting Pokemon in your discard. And then for two fighting in the colorless, it does dynamic punch, 200 damage, does 50 to itself. You know, it's a stage two, but 20 times every fighting in your discard could be a really fun mechanic to screw around with. The hard part would be trying to get those fighting in there. The only thing I can think of offhand to get that accelerated would be Spirit Tomb has like a, a compressor uh, type attack where you put four Pokemon from your deck into the discard pile. Mm-hmm. So that's a possibility. Yeah, we'll have to see how it goes. And then Hatterene gets its own box, really. There's a double box that we've talked about, and then there's this Hatterene. Hatterene is a 200 HP Psychic Type V with the attack Confounding Pulse. One Psychic, one Colorless. Switch one of your opponent's benched Pokemon with their active, and the active is now confused. For two Psychic and a Colorless, it does 90 damage plus 90 if the opponent's active Pokemon is poisoned. It's a very promo-ish card. I don't see it getting a ton of use, but I'm a big fan of Hatterene. If the opponent's Pokemon is confused, not poisoned. Sorry, yes. If the opponent's active Pokemon is confused, it does 90 plus 90. So this all bounces around confusion. Not great. It's a cool card. I like Hatterene. 
So yeah, that pretty much wraps it up for that. We got all the news. We got all the products. Again, there's a billion different things coming out this fall. If you're someone that likes to collect or you're looking for holiday gifts for your family and friends as that season approaches, you're going to have the pick of the litter. So if you want to hear more on these products or get more information on the release dates, go to Poke Beach, go to Poke Guardian, go anywhere on the internet. You'll be able to find these. We are going to move forward. Joe, this past week, you have been watching some Japanese tournaments go on. To a limited degree, there have been tournaments because the pandemic has not necessarily impacted them the same way that it's impacted the rest of the world. So they're able to, again, in a finite way, not just free-for-all, they're able to hold events. And you got a chance to watch a couple of these, and you found a deck that is very, 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 very anti-meta and ended up doing pretty decent. So I want you to spend some time talking about that, and then we're going to have the discussion around whether or not that deck could actually exist in our format in the near future. So about, I want to say a month ago, almost to be a month right now, Japan's been doing these like smaller like league tournaments of like champions, like former champions and things like that. And the way they structured this one last time was a total of eight players, and they were split into four. Uh, one, one group of four, one group of four, and they just do a round robin. And the winners of those two fought, played against each other. You had your Zacian Vs and your ADPs with that. You had Dragapult V, Pigaram, uh, Vicavolt. Vicavolt's big over there right now because you have item control and you have um, E-Power, so that's really big. Uh, Trade up Bolton decks, things like that. Uh, Eternus V as well is a popular choice. But the surprising choice from one player... And I was really confused why, and I thought it was pretty funny, but it ended up getting to the finals of that tournament was Phalanx V and Phalanx. I thought that was interesting and fan, like just mesmerized by it. And once I looked deeper and watched what was going on, this person picked the perfect deck. And we'll talk more about that, but we'll talk about the deck in general right now. So it ran your four Phalanx babies and your four Phalanx Vs. But it ran just ran your twin energies and it ran lightning energies. So it didn't really use Phalanx V as an attacker, only for support. And why the electric energy is because they were using Tapu Koko V as well as a switch in and as a, a beefy attacker uh, because they were running Tapu Koko Prism Star to accelerate energies as well. And they play on, a, on Thunder Mountain, especially playing against a lot of electric decks. It was easy for him to pop two quick energies on there and attack for another knockout. These phalanxes were also being pivoted. Phalanx Vs were being pivoted with a air balloon. And the phalanx babies were utilizing giant bombs. Um, so with all the increased, I guess not HP, but decreased damage that they take typically, there more has to be more output from your opponent to attack. So when they start attacking you, to get that damage off, the giant bomb goes off, and they obviously get some damage to where you can finish them off with your phalanx, especially a memory you have on your bench. So I thought that was a really creative way to fight the anti-mana because most of the decks that where he's playing against were electric decks, which have a weakness to fighting in the card game, had a weakness to Eternatus. Eternatus is weak to fighting in the card game. 
Crowback is a widely used card, and so is the Dene GX is a widely used card. Both are also weak to fighting. Um, so we, for the longest time, were discussing on how sad it is right now that fighting's in a weak spot. But this tournament made me think that it's not, it's not as weak as I thought it was. And so we got into the discussion of, is fighting really in a bad spot than we actually thought it was? And do you think it really holds a place in this meta coming up? I, I do think it does, seeing this. And I love the fact that Phalanx V isn't an attacker here. It's, it's not a deck. I, I don't think it's a deck that really would have been formulated in NA or Europe because of the general play styles that exist here. Phalanx is not an aggressive deck. It can be, but it doesn't it doesn't necessarily hold itself to that. Like you said, well, it donks twice actually. Well, that's what I'm saying. It can, right? It can because of its its quick attachments, right? Having actual use for twin energy is huge, right? This is one of the only decks that actually can utilize twin energy and be decent. So it definitely can donk right off the bat, which is huge. But really I'm interested to see how this deck evolves in the North American European meta. Yeah, because I've, I've been I've been seeing it float around like some of these YouTubers, and they're doing the fighting way, which makes sense as well because you have the dojo. But the I think the I thought the most creative way was using it with electric because everybody else is using electric at this time. Well, well, think about it. You could stick with electric, and if you really, really felt like it, if you if you really wanted to. You could add a lot more electric support in this deck in terms of cards, not I mean, in terms of Pokemon, not necessarily trainers, because you have things like Bolton V, right? Now, Bolton V isn't too crazy, but depending on how the deck is formulated, let's say you run more basic energy that are lightning, right? That's maybe your basic. Who knows what you could do with this? You could put up some really interesting combinations because Phalanx is a colorless attacker. And just like you said, Phalanx V is basically just a damage booster, right? That's really uh, all it is. It helps uh, reduce damage taken. Right, so in terms of Phalanx V being an attacker, I don't even know if I'd consider it one. It could be, right? You could run Aurora Energy. You could run Fighting Energy because, like you said, Dojo and other things like that. But Throw a belt on there. You, you, put, this, you put this thing on the bench, and it's absorbing so much damage. Yeah, because I've seen even times when it got stuck in the active, they just put a giant bomb on there. So do you really want to take two prizes and risking 100 damage slack back on? So there was always, re there was always an answer. If you couldn't retreat Phalanx V out of there, you, there was a bomb on it. And the hard part, too, is actually they also play counter gain as well. But unfortunately, that's going to be rotating out fairly soon. So we're going to lose some pieces. Like, we're going to lose Thund Thunderous Mountain and the counter gain part of it. But everything else pretty much stays. Yeah, and, and you could even go fighting energy with just the speed energy, right? You could play more just basic fighting energy. There's, as I said, there's a lot of ways that you could make this work. And ultimately, the question of it being, can this be an efficient anti-meta deck? I think the answer is yes. Now, does it auto-lose to Dragapult? I don't want to say so because of the prize trade that's going on, but it is very unfavorable. It's very unfavorable because of the low HP stats off the bat. If Dragapult gets going very quickly, it's pretty much a wrap for Phalanx. However, what this has going for it 
is the fact that what I just said, it has that price trade. You could potentially be in a situation where your opponent has to take anywhere between four to six cards to win the game, and that's almost unheard of nowadays. That someone has to knock out four to six cards. Other than Spirit Tomb, which is the other kind of, it's the definitive single prize list, a lot of the other stronger lists have three prize cards in the field, and there probably won't ever be a three prize card in this deck. It's not my play style. It's not something that I think I could succeed with. I do really, really enjoy it, and I really, really hope it shows up in online tournaments as we move forward past our rotation. I really do. Are you going to play it? Um, that's all going to depend how... I, I would love to play it. Uh, I'm going to look at the cost of it and really look into it. Because uh, I think I have a Capococo V. So I really have most of the parts for it, except for the Phalanxes. But it's all going to depend on what people are going to play. If people are going to slam the meta with Eternatus and Vicavolt and Pikaram and things like that, all the electric decks, and if people are going to bring those to the meta and kind of forget about Dragapult, and uh, well, you're going to still have Zacian Vs and ADPs, but like, so the, the finals match was against Zacian ADP, and it was a close match. The, the, the Phalanx player basically was trying to find a switch out because he got Phalanx V pulled into the active. Mm-hmm. And basically whiff the, the switch or the air balloon. And it kind of felt kind of bad, but had that not happened, I think that'd been anyone's game. Yeah. So it, it, it wasn't a horrible matchup, even with them increasing the prize trade, because there was definitely a point where the ADPization player was contemplating, do I GX attack or do I try to knock out this phalanx? And so there's definitely some contemplation for a while. It's not an easy choice whether to stop being damaged brought onto you because if you if you GX attacked, it would have been dead next turn, or do you knock it out and accelerate to the bench? So it's not an easy decision to make. I love it. I really do. I I hope this begins a lot of experimenting with the fighting type again because we're in kind of the rebound, like we said, of fighting types not being strong. And this is kind of our first instance of it kind of peeking back in. It's a card that people love. It's a Pokemon people love. I hope we see it. I really hope we do. I'm sure people are going to like it a lot. So, Yeah, we'll be seeing it online and things of that nature. That pretty much wraps it up for us. We went through a lot of news, a lot of product, a couple new cards, and this new deck formation around Phalanx. And whether or not it could be anti-meta. So there's a lot of stuff that we discussed today. It was a good show. If you are doing virtual, in-person Darkness Ablaze pre-releases this weekend, I know our local shop is doing so. We hope you have great polls. We hope you get the promos you want. Other than that, though, again, enjoy your week. Stay safe, and we'll see you next time.